Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hello and welcome back to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. This is Janine Bullen, your host, and with me today is Joe Perone. He is an executive consultant who helps business owners and professionals find freedom from stress and overwhelm, and we could all use a lot more of that. He is an expert in creating free time and eliminating burnout. And so when you are overwhelmed and you don't know how to get yourself out of the chaos that you find yourself in, Joe is your guy. Welcome to the show, Joe. It's wonderful to have you. Hi, Janine. Thanks so much for having me. It is always a lot of fun to be able to talk to folks like yourself who have not only systems, but processes that help a lot of entrepreneurs move out of that space. Because I have been an entrepreneur for over 30 years, and there are still times where I have somebody on speed dial that I will get my, uh, as we like to say, I'll get my panties in a wad, and I will just be so overwhelmed, and I have so many things to do, and I have what I like to call analysis paralysis. I really do not know where to go first, and so I would love to hear anything you want to share regarding what your like number one tip is to helping people avoid that whole analysis paralysis we can get in. Sounds good, Janine. Well, you know, I'll, I'll start out by, by saying that for your solopreneurs, entrepreneurs out there, that it feels lonely sometimes. It really feels like a lonely space and, and owning businesses and dealing with our clients and really trying to do our best to give them value every day and serve them. Sometimes it feels very lonely. So it's very important that we learn to slow down first and foremost as we are going through our day. And slowing down will really cause us to realize what what we're doing, what our purpose is, and, and how we show up in the world. And that's so important that we realize that because when we're when we're going about our day on purpose, we're going about our, our service on purpose. And as we're slow, slowing down, that purpose stays at the forefront of everything that we do. So when that overwhelm comes, when that stressful client comes or that, that you know, thing that would normally cause you to have that knee-jerk negative reaction, having that purpose right in front of us, knowing why we do it and why it's so important to the world, um, helps quite a bit. And I've actually had some solopreneurs turn to me and go, Janine, I really don't know what my purpose is. Like they feel like the, the business is wagging them. So the, the business is the dog and they feel like, you know, the tail is definitely wagging the dog and they really don't know what their purpose is. Do you have any advice for somebody in that category? I'm not saying everybody is there, but there are days where um, you know, I'm very fortunate. I have a very definite purpose. I'm very um, goal-centered and I have targets I'm shooting for. But it's been interesting as I've had this show over the last several years that there are some people that still struggle with their purpose. So I just love to have some of your advice on that. Yeah, absolutely, Janine. So 
that's one of the things that I love working with my clients. Actually, the thing I really love working with clients is getting crystal clear on what it is that they love to do, what it is that inspires them. Why did they get into that business in the first place? And I can give you a quick story about my own, you know, my own background in the automotive industry. And, you know, got to a point where I was really burned out. I actually spent, uh, you know, a day in, in an ER and on a hospital bed and had a series of panic attacks. And, you know, Janine, I was making a lot of money. I was doing very well and I had a house and I just got married and life was going really good for me. And that lack of why I was doing what I did, that lack of purpose really was the catalyst for all this anxiety that I had. And when I, the, the, you know, the years and weeks and months coming out of that, really my sole purpose was working on what I did and who I served. And even in the automotive industry that I, that I still own uh, my two businesses, um, I really had to, to get clear on what I was doing in that business and why I was doing that. And through a series of you know, coaching and questions and books that I read and, and podcasts, you know, like Thriving Solopreneurs, similar podcasts, found that I was really helping people. And that's what most of us do. And that's what most of us are passionate about is helping people and service to others. And after one of our clients would get into an accident, that's when I really loved doing what I did. I loved being that go-to person to set up their insurance claim and make sure that they had another car to use or the rental. And so that, that was service that was helping. So in any, any industry in any um, one of your entrepreneurs can really latch onto that and say, okay, well, what am I doing? What do I like doing in this business the most? So getting clear on that and, and even in, in our just everyday life, our purpose in life, what are the things that you value? You know, who are the, the people that you value the most? So what are the things that you value? What are the people that you value the most? You know, who do you serve? Who are the people that naturally gravitate to your service and what you do? And to focus on them and to, to be really crystal clear on what that purpose is and how you help them the best. And that really makes your daily life so, so powerful and so full of meaning. And with all the self-development that you went through after your little cute little trip to the ER, <laughs> which was not, not a small event for you, but as you move through that story of your own self-development, what was a process that you used to find your purpose? Because I, for some reason, have a gift that my purpose kind of presents itself in a mental image that is crystal clear. Like when I'm supposed to write a book, I get, I see the book cover first. Like I see the book cover and the title, and then I know I can write the book. It's stupid, but that's the way I, it happens for me. Every creative, and I consider uh, business owners to be creatives. Any, every creative has their own way that they are inspired. So how did you dig yourself out from those horrific times of anxiety? So I, I've only uh, experienced an anxiety attack only once in my life, but it was enough to make me really have compassion for those who struggle with those. But how, what is your process for chiseling out of that place and 
making a target for yourself? Was it inspired? Was it an aha moment? Or was it something that you slowly built over time? Yeah, it was something that I slowly built over time. And that's time is that key element. That was what I struggled with. I always claimed that I didn't have the time, didn't have the time to read a book or listen to a podcast or go to lunch with a mentor. I didn't have that. I, you know, I didn't have that time. And that's what most entrepreneurs face is that I don't have, I don't have time to go to a, to go network. I don't have time to, uh, you know, listen to the, the thriving solopreneurship. You know, I don't have time to, to listen to that stuff and read books and, and, you know, develop myself. And that was my, my biggest thing. And finding the time was the, the key factor for me to, to, um, get crystal clear on all those things that I was trying to work on. And my process for that was I did a simple, a simple time audit and it sounds, you know, it sounds silly and it sounds like, Oh yeah, you know, just, you know, just do a time audit. Well, I sat down and I, I looked at the story I was telling myself that I didn't have the time. And I said, okay, well, what do I do in, in 24 hours? What do I do in seven days in a week? Um, what do I do in a month? And I started really auditing what I was doing and where I was spending my time. And what I noticed right off the bat was it was a combination of social media, it was TV, it was, it was things that weren't building me up and weren't getting me any closer to that freedom that I was so looking for in business and that purpose that I was so looking for in business. And so that was the first process that I used. So, um, you know, you, your listeners can do it very simply with a sheet of paper. They don't need any special tools. I love actionable things that you can take away today and start them right away. So get out a sheet of paper and make two columns, things I enjoy doing and things I don't enjoy doing. And as you go through a day, just notice what you're doing. Notice what really gets you excited, what builds you up, what makes you feel that you're alive and you get some satisfaction from your life and your business. And then on the other side of the paper is things I do not enjoy doing. And these are the things in our business that we may not be especially good at. I know for myself, it was working on the marketing in my business. And that was, that was not particularly fun for me. As, as much as I loved networking and as much as I loved connecting with people, the actual mechanics of marketing was not my forte. Um, and that's what actually caused me a lot of time spent on social media that I would just go down a rabbit hole. So, you know, on those, that column of things that I did not enjoy doing was like marketing and, you know, I would be checking the bank statements every, you know, every other day or the bank account on the on computer every other day and just watching the account and just the stress and anxiety of that would, would build up. And, um, I just learned that there are people out there that are far better at, than me at doing certain things. You know, I thought I was the best at everything. Who could be better than me at, at bookkeeping, you know? So we went out and we, we found those people that were better than us at these certain things. And we found people that did marketing for us, people that did bookkeeping. And, you know, you didn't have to hire a full-time person. You can kind of subcontract that stuff out. So you know, that, that those two columns of things I enjoy doing and the things that I don't enjoy doing, it's such a powerful tool. It really causes you going back to getting clear, getting clear on what you're really good at, what you like doing. And then as you go through that, focus on those things that you're really good at. Delegate and eliminate the rest. 
you know, and then there's some things that we would go and say, well, I, I have to do this. I must, I must do this. And I say, audit those musts go back and, and revisit the story of why I actually have to do this, why I must do this. Um, why, why is this a must, you know, and I, and I say in my, in my five keys to time freedom that would love to offer your listeners, you know, does this must matter right now? You know, this, this, I must do this. Well, what if I could change my attitude or my approach to doing it? Um, again, what if I could outsource it, ask for help with it? You know, I've asked my team for help doing things. It's such a humbling thing to do as a business owner to ask for help, but asking for help in our, in our organization has unlocked so many opportunities for us as business owners, but it's unlocked so many important opportunities for our team to grow and empower themselves that that has really been the growth and success key of our business has been asking our team for help and then empowering them because there was things that they liked to do. So when we empowered them, they helped us grow automatically. It was, it was amazing. One of my favorite things to find out was I despise bookkeeping and entering receipts and tracking the money. I despise it. And so every time I've started another business, I've always like sought a bookkeeper first because I made sure my business, I, I didn't pay myself first. And I know that's breaking a lot of rules, but I would always pay my bookkeeper first because I de despised it. I hated it. And so that was always the first person that I hired as soon as I possibly could. It was like I was going to work really hard for three months so I could hire a bookkeeper so that by the first year I would save up all my receipts. This is back in the day when everything was paper. I'd save up all my receipts in this huge shoebox and I'd hand it over to my bookkeeper, very proud of myself that I now could afford one. <laughs> And that is one of the things that I love. But there's there's more to this freedom thing. I really want to talk about uh, the freedom thing that you mentioned, time freedom. And as an entrepreneur, there are only two things that are our biggest assets, I think. And that is our freedom of time, you know, how we are spending our time and how we are spending our money. So time and money are so intricately interrelated that when you mention, okay, we really need to do a time audit, you know, so that we can see if we're really focusing on the things that are helping us and helping us thrive as a person. So talk to us a little bit and give us some examples of this time freedom that you love to share with people and how you go about maintaining that thriving business that you have. Great question, Janine. So the time freedom for me was, again, going back to getting clear on what it was that I was good at what I like doing, what really lit me up as an entrepreneur and caused me to get out of bed in the morning and just go at, go at this, this another day. And it was when I had time to work on my business, my business versus in my business, that's when I, when I got so creative and I was able to just have that freedom to think and get ideas and get new perspectives on or what was my client experience? What, was, what did that look like as, as they were coming into my business? How did I show up in the world? And even that, that small, small thought and process that went into, you know, was just on the day off. I had, a, you know, just a day sitting in my home office with a pen and a paper, just writing down ideas. 
Well, that was on a Tuesday morning. Typically on a Tuesday morning, I'd be barking orders at the team and I'd be running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And I would have, I would, I would just be in it. I was in the thick of it. I was, and I didn't have any bird's eye view of what was actually going on. And, you know, that time freedom that I created allowed me to have that creativity, have that thought, that aha moment. Um, those aha moments are very valuable for us. Wouldn't you agree, Janine? Oh, totally. Thank you for serving that ball back to me because I love being able to chat. You were, you're touching on my favorite topics. First, first thing I wanted to mention was the fact that you give yourself time to think. Okay. That's number one. And that comes from the working in your business versus working on your business. So I'd like you to share that a little bit more because that's in several of my books where I talk about the difference because I was in business for years before I understood working on my business, which was the marketing and the thinking part versus working in my business. And I'm going to toggle that onto the other concept, which is being able to have inspired action versus being motivated in your business. Because motivated for me was out of a sense of fear, lack of security, worried about where the next you know paycheck was going to come from, how am I going to get my next contract? Whereas inspired action is what you just talked about. Sitting down with a piece of paper and, and writing out your ideas and not being in that place of fear. So I know this is like a five-sided question I've just handed you, but it's like, that's really the question though, isn't it? Having that thriving business, but at the same time, giving yourself permission to take time for yourself. I'd love to hear how you were able to do that for yourself. So you mentioned, what do you like to do? What do you not like to do? Having a time audit. But how did you get yourself into your chair on Tuesday mornings, dude? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's great. That's the million dollar question, right? So I have a business partner and I, you know, I'm so blessed, first of all, to have one of the most wonderful business partners. He's like a brother to me. We're, we're, we've, we've never had a disagreement. We've never had, a, you know, and it, it's just, it flows. And that, and that was the hardest thing. We both had young children and we both, both grew up with, with parents that were just hardworking middle-class parents you know, my dad, his dad, they never missed a baseball game. They never missed a, a practice. They were, we were always, you know, our fathers and parents were always present. So we, we really valued um, being present parents. And, you know, one of the things that we both valued also was spending time with our families at home. We didn't believe in the work 60, 70 hours a week until 65 and then retire, maybe get, you know, five or six healthy years and then you just really don't feel like doing it it just and then i questioned that really really big and so so did my business partner so when we had the opportunity to say okay mike you pick the things that you really like to do and i'll pick the things that i really like to do neither one of us need to be here on the same day um if one of you know if one of us is here the other one doesn't need to be here um, and then I have, I, sometimes I get the pushback. Well, I don't have a business partner. I'm all by myself. Well, I can, I can, I can counter that as well, but let's, st let's stick with the, with the 50, you know, the business partner aspect. When we decided that we were going to take time off, that was the decision. We cut off any other option. 
that decision pulled it pulled in the time it pulled it like magically pulled in that time for us because we decided that mike was going to take these days joe was going to take these days and it was hard at first we started with one day it was we alternated thursdays and fridays and that was really hard the first time that we took a day off each you know, the other one came in the following day and it was a little bit chaotic and there was a little bit of stress around it. But then we identified, okay, well, what was the stress? What, what did this come from? And we corrected that problem. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, that problem wasn't there anymore. And then there was another little hiccup or a glitch. And it was slowly working on that and implementing systems to kind of have fail safe for us. But we made that conscious decision where there was no other option, right? Decide, <laughs> cut, cut off any other option. We were taking that time. And it was important to us for our families. Our wives love it that we're home. You know, the honey-do lists got a little longer. I have like four projects going on at my house right now, but that's besides the point. So, you know, your significant other will be very happy that you're home. Um, and then for me, it was creating that time to, I, I like networking. So we're, we're, I'm in a networking group in, in New Haven. That's where, where my home base is. And that time that was spent just really turbocharged my level of inspired action. So I saw other entrepreneurs that were that or in similar industries that were in different industries. You know, I wore jeans and a sweatshirt. They wore a suit to the meeting. Um, I saw so many different kinds of people, but I got to know them as people. I got to see how they ran their business. How did they take time off? So I've, we've, we've, I don't say cobbled together, but we've, we've strung together a lot of different ideas and we've been so open-minded to the concept of, you know, if, if everybody else was open-minded to the concept of work 80 hours and burn yourself out, we developed the concept of, let's see how little we can be in our business. Let's let our team flourish and thrive. And, you know, I'm proud to say that our team is highly compensated. They have so many opportunities. They would never leave our company for a lack of growth or opportunity. And that's one of the things that I, I'm really happy to share with our employees because we, we value them and we value their growth and, and having those opportunities for themselves. So it comes again from a place of service where, you know, we feel that a highly compensated employee just reflects back on us. I mean, the more money they're making, the more money we're bringing. And so they have a lot of incentive and opportunity to grow and thrive and it's infectious. It's, it's, it's in our company's culture now that we're always, it, it's sometimes, sometimes, some days it's a little bit challenging, but they're always looking for a new opportunity. Some days I'm just like, I'm all out of opportunities this week. <laughs> Come back to me next week. I'll, I'll, I'll get my pen and pad out and I'll, we'll dream something new up. <laughs> 
it's it's hysterical how that works though you know it really is and i i remember there was a period of time where i was offering members of my team um i'd give them 10 percent of whatever they would save the company and when i had this individual come to me and say i found a way to save us twenty five thousand dollars a year and they got that Christmas bonus because they saved the company that much. And people were like, well, why only 10%? And I said, because it then reflects in everybody gets a raise on the IRA contributions and the 401k contributions we were able to make. So we were very transparent with our finances. You know, I like, this is the budget. <laughs> this is how much we make. This, you know, we showed everybody's, uh, you know, how much re human resources paid to everybody and stuff like that. So these are ways that you can do that. But for folks who are solopreneurs, don't want to leave you out. You have to make, I hope you understand what Joe is saying here, you have to make a conscious, hard choice on how, how much are you going to work. Are you going to give yourself office hours? And one of the things I'd like to really encourage you out there, if you are a solopreneur, is have you planned your vacation? If you're one of those people that says, well, I haven't had a vacation in seven years, and you think somebody's going to come along and put a badge on your chest and give you a, an attaboy for that, that's just crazy. The whole reason we got into business for ourselves was so that we would have a lot more control of our time, that time freedom that Joe talks about over and over again. And so I really want to encourage you, if you haven't, to sit down with a pen and paper and decide when are you going to come to work. So... Joe, I'm going to come back around to you on this. One of the things I like to do in my business is that I take uh, Sunday, Monday off because I need to work Saturday for one of my business uh, models. But at the same time, I only work four days a week. So I work on Saturday and I work on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The rest of the time I'm either taking off or I'm working on my business. I take a whole day that I do nothing but think about ways to grow the business. And you've done that too. You and I have read, we were giggling about this earlier. We read a lot of the same books and you know what? Gosh, darn it. It works. And my family's happier and I'm happier. So talk to us a little bit for those solopreneurs about how you go about making that conscious effort. I mean, how did you decide on your days and then office hours? And then what did you do personally to pull yourself into that chair every Tuesday morning so you're sitting down with a pen and paper. I mean, that is a decision, dude, that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, and for the solopreneurs out there, this is one thing that I, I really believe in, and it's we have to get rid of that guilt. The, the guilt is something that will override any decision that we can make because it could just be this weight that we feel. So I, I want all the solopreneurs out there that are listening here, just get rid of the guilt. Nobody's going to beat you over the head for taking a day off. I have a solopreneur that is one of our subcontractors. She's wonderful at what she does. If she tells me she's going away for two weeks, the only thing I ask her is, do I need to do anything while you're gone? She says, no, it's all under control. And I said, well, have a nice vacation. Do I need to pay you before you go? Yes. Okay. Here's a check. And if you don't have solopreneurs, if you don't have clients like that, then you need to do a double check on the clients that you do have those needy clients, those clients that are so sucking the soul and the life out of your business. Solopreneurs, this is for you. You need to check if those clients are right for you. 
And then that goes back to getting clear on who is the right client for you. Who do you enjoy working with? Who do you like dealing with? Who pays you on time? You know, um, who values your service? Who values what you do and would pay you more if, if, the, if the stakes were raised, so to speak? Um, and that's really important because what I hear from a lot of solopreneurs is that, oh, I just couldn't take this time off. My client would go crazy. We're human beings. We weren't meant to work ourselves to death and, and, and have this burden on ourselves that is, is weighing us down and would bring us into the stress, overwhelm and burnout. Listen, if you burn out and you're in the hospital for a week, your client's just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. So solopreneurs, I would rather if you found those clients that valued you for the awesome jobs that you do and slowly get slowly weed out those problem clients. And, you know, as, as they come into your world, just know that they're a clear no for you. And it's okay to say no to a client. Yeah. I think uh, that whole setting boundaries, which could be another entire podcast that you and I could talk about on how to set boundaries with your clients, but let's go ahead and wrap this up because you've given us some fabulous content. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners that you want us uh, to walk away from today? You know, I just really want to make sure that the solopreneurs know that again, it's about what makes you happy what do you desire? Being clear on what it is. And you will give your best service to the business community. You'll give the best service to your family when you are at peace and when you are happy, when you love what you do. That's when you will give the best service. So I just want your, your listeners to know that they are valuable. They are great people and they need to own that. And I'm just happy to share with as many people as I can, that. <laughs> well, and you also have a little PDF file or a book or something that you wanted to share with us today, too. How do people go about getting that from you? The five keys to time freedom. You can go right to my website, joeperone.biz. And uh, at the bottom of the page, it will be a sign up for that. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Love connecting there. And Joe's one of these wonderful people that you're not going to have to worry about him being in your email inbox four times in a week or more. Um, when you sign up for his newsletters, when you sign up for this uh, free offering that he's giving, the five keys to time freedom, he is going to be in your inbox. How often? I, I think I only get what once a month from you, or that yeah, you in the occasionally I get a couple of a month. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like once a week, but it's stuff, it's little little tidbits, little stories, um, things that I went through, things that clients have gone through, and just little little nuggets to help you along the way. I'm really about service, and I, and I love to serve the business community. Right. So I just wanted to let you know, you're not going to have to worry about being inundated and, and having just ginormous numbers of emails from, from <laughs> Joe on that. Because, you know, we've all had that, right? We've all had that where you sign up and the next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, this person will not stop talking to me. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Joe. Janine, thanks so much. It was my pleasure. And this is Janine Bullen with The Thriving Solopreneur wishing you a fabulous weekend. We will see you again next Friday. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. 
Be sure to visit us at JanineBolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, The8Gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.